0: Is is that mic going to be good? Oh yeah, can can you say a few things?
1: Hello, how are you testing?
0: to the inaugural, is inaugural the word? Did we decide?
2: I don't think so.
0: Is inaugural like the first of <laughs> something? Yeah. Or oh, the right, inaugural episode, The inaugural. Say it again. Welcome to the inaugural <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: first is...
0: episode of How Not To Be An Asshole. It's going well so far. Uh, I'm Dominic Um I'm,
2: I'm Todd Williams, Louis Knox.
0: And we've got a long-suffering... Uh, technical wizard
2: Dan uh, slash real estate mogul and owner of a terrible fucking cat
0: and we're joined by Dr. Pani I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name Favard. see I was right
2: I, I was right no I said Favard. I said Favard. whatever Dr. the alternative Dr. said something like Favid oh, or some shit can Sorry. I, can I? Yeah, I yeah, no. That doesn't sound
1: really French. <laughs> Favid. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I have been to Europe. I <laughs> might not look <laughs> like it, but I have. <laughs> Twice. All right, Dr. Pani Favid is a senior lecturer in psychology at Auckland University of Technology in New Zealand. Her work includes examining the intersection of gender, sexuality, power, culture, and identity... She's worked on large projects examining the social construction of hex- heterosexual, casual sex, and contemporary hex- heterosexualities. Actually, I should have got you to read this, Todd. Yeah. Drawing on critical, discursive, and feminist approaches to the study of sex, sexuality, gender, hexosexuality, gender relations, and masculine, feminine identities, technology, mediated intimacies, and modern relationships. So, yeah, yeah, how do you get can, a
2: fucking borrow like that? That's crazy.
0: I can safely say you've done more than everyone else in this room put together. <laughs>
1: I yeah. oh, doubt it, no. Um, yes, I don't know where those bias come from, but, yeah, it sounds, I'm sure, much more impressive than
0: the reality. So I wish just call you a sexologist, but <laughs> that's, that's yeah, not but right, though,
1: is it? I think it's funny because I think sexology tends to orient towards the more biological or biomedical kind of, like, examination of gender and sexuality, and I think a lot of the work that I do sort of, Steers away from that, and it's more like influenced by cultural stuff, social stuff, language stuff. So, I think, um, I sort of it obviously is sexological because I'm studying sex, but it seems the discipline of sexology is sort of concerned with kind of like the scientific study of sex. But yours is more
0: sociological,
1: no, it's social psychological. And what's the difference
0: between social psychological and sociological?
1: Um, I think sociological is kind of like. A sociological examination of something is looking at sort of society en masse and, like, what's happening in sort of various demographics on a kind of quite a larger scale. Whereas psychological, and it might be interested in trends of behaviours and what's happening, but psychological or social psychological is interested in the sort of behaviour or cognition or thoughts and feelings of individuals in relation to other people. So it's got that individual focus. Yeah. So you can study or take um, into consideration what's happening broadly or globally or amongst a whole bunch of people, but you're interested very much in individual psychologies and how stuff around us affects the individual and makes them act or um, do things in specific ways in certain contexts.
0: So what's an example of that?
2: Like with Tinder? Um, yeah. So you, you've you done a study on Tinder, right?
1: We've what done a very preliminary with the help of a student. We've right. looked at um, the way in which women's use of dating apps and women's casual sex is depicted in the online
2: did you sorry that's good. did did you look at because i've used tinder in a few different countries and something i found specific in new zealand was women having pictures of their children sometimes only pictures of their children Mm. which i found in new zealand yeah like in australia i didn't Mm. find that around europe i didn't find that and it was mm. like, this seems like an adoption. What do you think
1: that was? Whether, whether, like, they are people with kids don't go on there overseas or people in New Zealand are more likely to sh- want to share that information before getting into something with someone? You're, what do you think is going like,
2: on? I don't know. What is that saying? Is it like I'm looking for someone to, like, help out with these little shits? or
0: Do you think that New Zealanders are, a bit, are much more shy about that kind of thing? You know, even because, like, when I went on it in Germany, even just like, you know, just straight up. To fucking. Yeah, but then here, it's like, <laughs> like, oh, I just went on here because my friend put me to, to go on and mm, I, yeah, I don't really, yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, it's not like they don't really own it.
1: It might be, um I think in some ways, New Zealand tends to be slightly sexually conservative, I think mm. especially probably in Compared to Germans or Germany or Berlin, no, exactly. which has got like you know an, an, a reputation for being quite sexually adventurous and out there. Whereas I think, even though we talk about sex in our culture, I think we're still quite conservative and prudish when it comes to all sorts of things. For example, whenever the um, topic of sex education at schools comes up, there's you know always someone in the media who's like, "Oh my goodness, we can't talk to kids about sex or teenagers about sex who are already having it or thinking about it or interested in it." Yeah. Because it will make them go out and have sex. So there's that very juxtaposition of, like, you know, a society that's touted as kind of pornified and highly sexualized in the contemporary context. You know, sex is kind of all around us. So it's everywhere, but we also don't really want to talk about it, especially with younger people yeah. um, who are growing up in that cultural context, which is a really interesting contradiction and it's really problematic
0: because. Because yeah. it sort of seems back to front, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Is
0: it true? I remember reading somewhere that it was saying New Zealand's a particularly promiscuous society. Oh, well. that,
1: it's funny. I think that was a direct sex survey from 2008. I don't know how I know this, but I think I might actually be wrong on the date. But it said something along the lines of New Zealand women were the most most promiscuous. Like in the online survey that they did, which I have to say is, you know, it's got selection bias. There's no way that it's scientifically sound, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a particular group of people um, and uh, so yeah, it it wouldn't hold up to sort of scientific scrutiny. But yeah, there was this notion that a lot of New Zealand women engage in um, casual sex, but we have... So
2: just women doing it by themselves, like... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the thing is,
1: no one seems to care when rates of, like, men's casual sex is talked about. They're not interested. And we don't know what the comparable rates is. I would say yeah. it's highly likely that the, the rates of casual sex among men was still very high, but what they're yeah. saying is the New Zealand woman compared to other women right, in other right. countries were higher. Yeah. Um, but we actually don't have any... Um, quantitative data, no numbers on sort of casual sex experiences of adults in New Zealand, which is something I'm hoping to
2: right.
1: collect one day That would soon. be pretty
2: difficult one. I guess anything where you're surveying about sex, especially in a conservative society, you're going to run into yes. problems with people not wanting to talk it's about it. Not them. wanting to talk about it.
0: Totally. Just have to be careful bumping the table. Probably. Oh, yes. Is that all right, though? Yeah, yeah. Everything... Yeah. Yeah, All right, it's fine. yeah. Sorry,
2: I didn't mean to. Do to There's dom Dom's other role keeping my, um, the guests under control.
1: I have quite yeah. an expressive. It's like I think probably one of the things I still have from my Persianness. You should see my mum. If like it's just like one, you know, you having a glass of wine, it's just basically a danger zone for her because she's yeah. so expressive with her hands. It's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Have anyway.
0: you been back to
2: Iran?
1: Not since 1998.
2: You might want to put that on hold for a while now, eh?
1: I was kind of hoping to go this year. <laughs> I know it's all
2: looking. scary, man. Yeah, well, around's ar- okay. Around's right. okay. Around's alright. Yeah, like yeah Arun's Arun's okay. I mean, they're pretty
1: as okay as it has, if, yeah, if if it has it's, been since yeah. that year. But my grandma's quite um, getting quite old. I think she's in her nineties, and she's had a re- you know a couple of falls and things. So I quite like to see her. It's been a long time. Maybe I don't know six years or something since I've seen her.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to like be a victim of fear mongering, but like now that we're sending troops to fight ISIS, even though I know it's really highly unlikely, but when I think about travelling anywhere, like, not even in the Middle East, I'm like, fuck.
1: Because uh, you're thinking that your the association between New Zealand being... Uh, and it would make...
2: us a target.
1: Extremists.
2: Yeah, potentially. I mean, yeah. like... Whereas before, I would have felt like I wouldn't even given a second thought. Yeah, now you, it's a thought, I guess. But
0: you look mm. like such a fucking heathen that they would target you anyway. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I do not think it away. Or maybe, like,
1: you're so conspicuous that they go, that guy can't be up to anything because he stands out so much. Yeah, fucking
0: hopeful. That's what
1: I reckon. Yeah. No no one who's trying to, like, do something dodgy would, like, you know, have massive net tattoos yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I, so, I always work. You like, should actually just, you know, shove some.
2: That, that actually works, because if I go through, um, like, airport security with a bunch of people, even heavily tattooed people, they'll search all the others, and they leave me alone. See, yeah, I always
0: get fucking searched. Yeah. I've been searched three times. Really? Coming back into New Zealand. Yeah,
1: I think you just seem a bit shadier in general than most people. I was gonna call <laughs> call. Like
0: <laughs> I I always get like a, you know? Mm. I was
2: gonna call customs on Dom once because you know how he's like just always fucking pranking people? I was like, All right, I'm gonna fucking get him this time, I was gonna call customs and then I was like, What if A he had something on him, just a off chance. Yeah. Not yeah. saying that you do that, Dom.
1: But a balloon full of cocaine up your bum
2: yeah
0: well I remember one time I stayed in Sydney <laughs> and I fucking was staying with someone who sold drugs and I got to they searched me when I got back to New Zealand and there was a plastic bag in there and they were like what oh, was this plastic bag that I just grabbed all my shit and stuffed it in Uh-oh. and for, for a split second I was just like oh but it was just yeah. rubbish it was just rubbish but yeah. you know like it probably, probably had
1: like a temporary button that comes with like the clothes you buy and you know how they have those like extra buttons and it's in a little oh, bag yeah. not that I know what kind of bags
0: of drugs come in Not cool. oh this is just a this is like a shopping bag <laughs> full of like actual trash oh right that i decided right. to smuggle back into new zealand
1: oh i see okay. i had
2: the worst airport experience after hanging out with dom in berlin last year <laughs> we like we went on a horrible coke bender and i just felt so shit and i got lost going to the airport yeah then i got there went through customs just like nearly having a panic attack got through and lost my boarding pass. Oh, no. And so I went up to security. I was like, "Um, I lost my boarding pass. They're like, you have to go back around. I was like, no, please. I was begging them. Like, I was just so distraught. Went through again. They were like, why are you coming through again? Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, when I got to Portugal, and where I was staying, I opened my laptop, and it was fucking covered in cocaine. Like... (laughs)
0: Oh my god. Yeah, like we like, stayed up doing Coke all night and I went to fucking sleep and I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning and him and Joel are doing lines of Coke and watching videos of people beating up the police on YouTube and just like <laughs> laughing hysterically. Cocaine yeah.
2: cocaine's horrible man. It's not nice. Yeah, I don't know what you like it so yeah, much. There's more. something within that,
1: you
0: know. But like it's so yeah. morally corrupt and then it's not even like a very good drug.
2: Yeah. I'm sworn off it and praying until I go until back you to, go go to who can get it. <laughs> 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 I'm glad we live here though and it's not like readily it's not a available. Big, yeah it's cheap. quite
1: it's very it's quite distressing when you go overseas and you see quite like the evidence of really hard drug use just around mm. you, like on yeah, the streets, like people yeah. with, you know, track marks in their arms mm. and you know, I remember yeah. being in Melbourne a few years ago and Smith Street maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's and right. it's just like, oh my god. Like I'm just so yeah. glad I know we have, you know, considerable P problem here, but yeah, I just but, it's you know, it doesn't have that um yeah
2: New Zealand used to have Like a major heroin problem That way eh, But Did it? Yeah Or in I. In the 70s and yeah, 80s Like that? our parents' generation
0: Really? Yeah Because that's like That Mr. Asia thing They you were know, bringing it in Oh and, right But then I think that The um, Asian gangs Killed all those people Right oh, Because yeah. they were Knocking or something I could be completely wrong Actually I shouldn't Probably speak it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I don't yeah, reckon i It's probably listening. one
1: drug you're not, You know yeah, Wanting like, to get too involved in
0: Get beaten up By some 70 year old Drags <laughs> Have you um, Because I read on your bio that you were Looking into Fifty Shades of Grey
1: Yep yep. Me and some students um, Looked into that So we did some uh, Ashna Swami She analysed the books Um, Emma Griffiths um, uh, Did some focus groups with women who'd read it And we also did a Online survey Globally Of Pe- readers responses. So I always like with yeah, I really like that notion of when doing sort of research like this on popular culture and how it's implicated or mediates individuals thoughts and feelings and behaviors. I really like to look at both what the content of that stuff is. So what's in the books? Yeah. Is this problematic or what you know, what are they what are the messages they're giving us? But you never like as a psychologist um or someone doing this kind of work, we never you know, we don't buy into that media effects Theory where you know monkeys see monkey do, yeah, it's not that straightforward. It does obviously the messages we get, and especially if they're repeated amongst lots of different um, mediums, it's going to affect what you think reality and proper ways yeah, of behaving yeah. is. But so, you read something like Fifty Shades of Grey and go, Okay, what is it telling us? Then you really need to like talk to people and see how they actually responded to it. Because if they go, oh, God, it was shit, or they go, oh, my God, it changed my life, or if they go, actually, it didn't have any impact whatsoever. I read it and didn't even take any notice. Don't even remember it. You know, that makes – you know, because I think a lot of people, there was a lot of moral panic around what does it mean. I mean, obviously, the stuff that's portrayed, the content's very problematic in a lot of different ways. Um, But I think people tended to have either that kind of stuff, like I don't really remember, or some women were like – it made them question their sex life and whether they were kind of adventurous and sexy enough oh, wow. or sexually kinky enough. It's
0: because it must have introduced a lot of people to BDSM, right? I'd say in so the even in way. the worst it's possible way. possible way. It's so
2: strange though, like, because I, I guess, like, things can gather momentum in a number of ways. But, like, the only thing I took from, like, someone read me some excerpts from that book and I was like, who the fuck? reads this and is yeah, like... You, that's, I remember that's, you
0: reading it to me. Oh, I
2: was just... Like, I couldn't believe it. Mm. It's not... Like, has that person, like, learned anything about writing or... It's... Yeah, it's, it's not even, like, good writing. It's like It's like, so it's
0: like someone that can't write is writing with one hand <laughs> while texting with the other hand and they're drunk. Like, yes. it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what shocking. I mean? It's yeah.
2: shocking.
1: We actually um, had a really good... um Looking at, you know, like... Because it's kind of like a modern rendering of, like, the Mills and Boone stuff, you know, like yep. the old, yeah, yeah. you know... Romance novels that has the fabio looking guy with the ripped shirt yeah. holding this woman's scantily clad woman in his arm. I know
2: those books well because once <laughs> when I was in jail, that's all they had in the library. Fucking serious? <laughs> 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 no, I'm dead serious. In a fucking men's prison, just romance novels. Jeez. It's, Jesus, I, that's hilarious. I, I was so bored, I read them.
1: <laughs> what did you think?
2: It was shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking yeah. garbage. It didn't work yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, they always have this kind of like it's got a. Formal act storyline, and yeah. what we found with Fifty Shades of Grey is that it followed the same formal X, um storyline, but it just kind of inserted these like inaccurate BDSM things. So, this kind of like bullshit kind of vanilla bondage, which wasn't even really sort of real BDSM, to sort of spice it up enough that it kind of could be touted as, as this like new. PR, female sexuality, examining female sexuality, exploring female sexuality sensation, which it just wasn't. Like, yeah. it was very traditional. It was very much, you know, the dominant man who's so successful, he's not even a realistic character. He can't yeah. even be a real person. Yeah. Then, this, like, kind of idiotic, naive virgin 20 20- <laughs> vir- you know. I mean, so how. So she's a virgin. She's a virgin in the book. How stereotypical. And it's just like they've taken kind of Mills and Boone and kind of made it even more like extreme. A hyper, hyper, yeah. yeah. And I think that's and really good PR. I would say really good advertising. Because when, yeah, yeah.
0: when I was in London, um, not last time, time before like two thousand twelve, and it had just come out or whatever, and I was on the tube, and every single person on the tube, like men yeah. or was reading it. It was I've fucking crazy. That. And I didn't. At yeah. that point, I was like, because I've been traveling, I didn't realize what it was. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck's this book? Everyone's reading. Yeah. Because yeah. hasn't sold more copies in the Bible. Like Again, it. I'm speculating, but... Um, what's, what's
2: worse out of it What's going to be more also, damaging to society? Someone,
1: someone said something, I can't remember who it was, but something about, like... Even if it sold a huge amount of copies, it won't be remembered like a lot of the other like great, yeah. you know, great written works of literature, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and hopefully that will be the case. It might it has be kind no of
2: literary merit.
1: No, I mean <laughs> it is. It's really like popcorn literature. It's kind of
0: you know. It was just like because I remember you showing me an excerpt, and I thought it was a parody. You yeah. know, what I mean? yeah. it was just like cliche, oh cliche, cliche, cliche. Oh my like, god, yeah.
2: that would
1: be amazing if someone <laughs> yeah. actually just did. I'm sure there's I've, some out there. But. I've seen
2: some parodies of it. And, yeah, it's much the same. So the yeah. parody is, like, almost a replica <laughs> of the original work, which yeah. is, says a lot about the original work. Totally. But, I saw yeah, the, it's
1: kind of,
0: yeah. I saw this quote where it was saying that if he, you know, because he's a billionaire, it's considered really sexy and romantic, but if he was a poor person, he'd be a sex criminal. Yeah, know, that yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah. I saw that,
1: too, somewhere. It was really good. Like, it would be a, what would be, like, a Criminal Minds episode
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> rather than yeah. a
1: Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> the okay, it's insane. When I'm just like... You know how people always like, oh, the the book's better than the movie? Right? What, what are they, like, setting out to do with this? Like, are they like, can we make the movie worse than the book? Or
0: I reckon they just know it doesn't fucking matter.
2: No, yeah. it doesn't. They could
0: just chuck anything out of
2: that name and, like, you know. I think that's yeah. the shame about this, too. Like, because how you were saying that the people saying this could raise, like, important issues. Why, like, so often when things are raised, it's raised by a fucking hack or, like, mm. just in the complete wrong context mm. or disgust in it yeah it's I know it's a shame
1: it's just um yeah it's in some ways it's kind of like like problematic like depictions of sexuality or heterosexual relations that are, um, you know, obviously unequal and lots of problems within it. They keep coming out in different ways, so we can't get away from with the kind of legitimate madmen representation. No one could be like, right, let's be this sexist in this day and age and get away with it. So what they do is they kind of spice it up and mask it, you know, so it's like, you know, she's, she's this and he's that, and this is kind of viable in the contemporary context, but um, when you, te- you sort of pull away all the masking bullshit, it's the same it's the story. Same it's yeah. the same stuff, so and if anything, it's more dangerous or pernicious because people sometimes don't see it for what it is, and they think, "Oh, this is like lib- this is um, celebrating female sexuality just because yeah. we're depicting it," and it's not. I mean, yeah. it's really you know. Do you, th- they-
0: th- yeah. do you think it's a conscious that, is it, that people are consciously making these decisions, or do you just think it's just ingrained in the way our society operates?
1: Well, they don't. I think that's a good point. I don't think anybody sits there and goes, "Okay, how can I ha- do a great feminist backlash type romance novel, or how can I re-co-opt women into being submissive in their relationships?" I don't think it's like that. Some that direct, but I think people think about what would grab the mass populace's imagination in the contemporary social context and how can we make a new novel and spice it up? So they kind of borrow from the old and add a bit of the new or kind of steal a bit of the new from what's seen as titillating or fun. You know, like BDSM is kind of something that's been on the rise in terms of being um, more visible within popular culture, you know? So she's gone, you know, old school romance novel, difficult man, naive girl, Some problems he's got some issues she wants to fix them whatever it is and let's throw in a bit of tying someone up in a sex dungeon and boom you know we can make a lot of money and I think you know there's a bit of that it's I know it's a little bit cynical but I think a lot of it is around making money and what will be easily marketed and because we're in a consumerist capitalist culture you're looking at what will large demographics potentially respond to and so you're working off stereotypes you're working on the basics of what you think will be um, on mass,
2: popular. Do you feel like like um, almost every time popular culture uh, pushes something that is supposedly liberating for women is just under a guise and is like a, a money making capitalist thing? A, yeah, that's a really like good point. <laughs> sex in the city and yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: that's got some problems. I think it opened up lots of avenues of. Discussion and visibility around women's casual sex, for example, but mm. it's those sorts of things are never as I think they don't appear to be as kind of transgressive or revolutionary as probably we first think.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and I think
2: well, you can't case, sell it to people, can you? Yeah, like, if it's, it's like very alternative,
1: that
0: she was like anything that could be co-opted mm. by society was never revolutionary in the first place. you yeah. know what I mean, so
1: yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. I and, mean, you know, it's one of those things like if you're a someone who's very critical, a critical person within society and you're always arguing against the dominant constructions or the dominant um, forces, which, you know, dominant constructions and dominant ways of understanding things, the status quo always serves the interests of the powerful. Yeah. So once your view as a critical person becomes status quo, you've become the powerful, so it's difficult yeah. to say have you kept your integrity? I think that's a really sort of an ongoing, you know, discussion and tension in like people who want to be revolutionaries but you want the stuff these ideas to be taken on board En mass. But once they are taken on board on mass, do they just get kind of bastardized and diluted yeah. into something that's meaningless? Yeah. yeah. But I think in the last 10 years or so, female sexuality, the celebration of it, the depiction of it, talk about it, has become big business. Yeah. So I think that's really related to stuff like the Sex in the City stuff and yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. It's kind of going. Woo-hoo, women now have a sexual desire that we can supposedly celebrate and if anything they should be sexually active, sexually knowledgeable, sexually kinky, sexually out there. So it's yeah. almost this new pressure on women if you're not sexy enough there's something yeah, right. wrong with you.
0: It's, you know? it's interesting that society still was so terrified of female sexuality. Female sexuality like, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, It's funny, I was thinking about this the other day and I need to read up on it to see if anybody else has said it. I'm sure they have but I reckon, like, where a lot of um, the patriarchal forces come from is this notion that woman gives life, right? So this, from day dot, would have sort of psychoanalytically, subconsciously freaked men out, you know? This is the person that I grew in, and then I came out of her. She has a lot of power. So I think society's been set up from whenever to combat men's insecurity and and vulnerability around woman as the life-giving force or being. And what was I... Where was I going with this? Oh, and so I think her sexuality is feared, her whole being is feared because in reality she has a lot of power. Like, you know, when you look at the animal kingdom, you know, the queen bee is like the centre of everything and then has all these little worker bees. The... Males of the species are the ones who are pretty Like, you know, they're they're the ones with the funny Funky feathers and they're the ones that chase the girls And all this kind of stuff And the women are often the have more discerning power Around who they kind of sleep with Or they could be very promiscuous And they're very plain Whereas in human culture Even though a lot of people would like to say That we're just like the animals A lot of stuff's happened socially To make, kind of flip that Biological reality, I guess Around the fact that women is the one who carries the children and gives life and could have a lot of power around who they sleep with and how the population is propagated. And I think, yeah, so we've kind of had this flip so that women become the submissive ones i don't know how it's all worked out but the power relations or you know right up through religion kind of being constructing female sexuality as a dangerous thing so that she doesn't engage in it openly and willingly restricting it monitoring it punishing it so that yeah. you know she's not in control of her birthing or whatever she's just a vehicle we create her into a vehicle that gives yeah. birth um yeah and i think you know that's I have to like do some research around it and think about it some more and write about it but I think you know I think a lot of patriarchal discourse and stuff is a masculine a vulnerability and masculinity around what they feel, what could have been seen as a loss of power to the feminine
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I like it's this is saying recently, it is really hot yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sitting in the sun, it's yeah. fucking <laughs> awful um, that yeah, right.
0: fan's not portable is it Dan? Uh, it's loud. Okay. Yeah. On, a, on a somewhat
2: related note to that, I was watching a documentary on um, Inuit societies in Canada Yes. And, and their reservations. And my friend, she studied women from Inuit and I don't know all the correct terms for the the cul- the names of their cultures and groups and tribes and whatever, yep. but apparently they were mostly all matriarchal societies mm-hmm. before colonization. Mm-hmm. Then colonization happened, and then like domestic violence and just like, like mm. women were really beat down within mm. their culture, and then it got to a point, and the men were like, "This is you know this is not how we were," and the woman were like, "This is not how we were," and mm. then like, it's uh, in a lot of cases being the women who have like found the strength in, and pride in their culture and are, like, trying mm. to bring things back to how they were. Yeah. And
1: That's similar in Maori culture, too. Yeah. That, you know, there wasn't as, um that patriarchal, the power, patriarchal power relations didn't exist till before, till after colonisation. And I think, you know, it's not that you necessarily want the opposite, you know, like... I don't think the answer to patriarchy is matriarchy I think egalitarianism is sort of the goal but I think it's really interesting to map where that need to control half of the population comes from and it's certainly not because one sex is
0: stronger or more Um, and it's interesting how men not I mean it's a huge demonstration but a lot of men don't realise how much patriarchy holds them back and and, and the expressions Mm, that they have and the ways that they can live their life and stuff and it's and how quickly if you step out of the bounds of what's acceptable mm. as a man that you get fucking shot down, not just by men, but women as well. You know, It's like uh, pretty, it's pretty
2: quick, you know. I s-
0: Absolutely. I, s- I
2: saw a woman on a show the other night. Um, I forget what group she's from, but um, uh, they, they look at the, um, the effect of sexism on economies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're becoming really powerful. Like she was talking to, she was talking on the show about how they went to Japan's leader, and they like showed him stats and figures, like mm. you know, like um, uh, closing the pay gap and stuff. This is how it will affect your economy in mm. like a positive way. And he's mm. like, oh shit, like
1: definitely, you know? definitely. And I think that's funny. That's really an important point. And a lot of politicians have. Talked about this even I think Hillary Clinton like mentioned once in terms of you know what's good for women is good for society and women you know earning as much as men or having the same rights actually works out well for everyone you know Um, and it's a bit sad I think that we have to make an economic case to try and bolster um, women's rights. It should just be a
2: human case. It
1: should just be a human case. It's insane,
2: right, that you still hear people saying the stats on what the pay differences are. Yep. 12%
1: in New Zealand, yeah.
2: 2015, like, how can you... Mm. It's so strange that people um, are fucking threatened by that, because it's like, you know women, like, you work with women, your mother's a woman, your sister, they do jobs, like, you've... How would
1: you feel if for doing the same job as their male colleague, they're getting paid 12
2: cents less? So insane.
0: I remember... um, this friend of mine, who's a woman, she got me a job writing for this magazine, and she got me the job, but like, she already wrote for them, and she was like, do you want to write for them? And then I was like, yeah, cool. Had the interview, and I just, at that point, I'd done no fucking run, I couldn't write for shit. And they gave me the job, I'm dyslexic, and, and then they paid me more than her, and uh, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, I mean... Not only oh my God. is that ridiculous, but, you know... i just, just lucky you had a penis in yeah. that context. And then they fired me
2: anyway because I was fucking useless. Can though. you just, like, <laughs> if you want to pay rise, someone, can you just put your dick on the, <laughs> on the, on the boss's desk and be like, so... Uh, it's a
1: fine line between sexual harassment and, yeah, sexism and... Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's quite... And, you know, it's funny because... Does it exist in academia as well? Definitely. Definitely. We only have... Um, only about 25% of all associate professors and professors in New Zealand are women Um, and there's research that's been done that shows sort of why uh, some of the um, trends around that and it's sort of things like um, women will wait till they're absolutely overqualified till they apply for a promotion men might not be quite ready but they'll apply and they'll probably get it, men are way more likely to get mentored and pushed into kind of applying whereas women won't yeah. a lot of like I think I was reading a report on it, um, a lot of this stuff comes from still I think unconscious sexist views towards women within the workplace, number one, number two, the structures within the workplace don't support women's lives especially if they're still required to be the main caretaker of children they have yeah. um and i think there's other sexist stuff that happens within different disciplines like the scientific disciplines the hard sciences um that sort of still hold women back especially and yeah. in the computer sciences as well it's, um,
2: it's everywhere right? i was talking to a, a woman who studied law And she was talking about, so you know how there's gender stereotypes about women being persuasive and argumentative? Yeah. In law, that was, like, flipped on its head. Mm. And, like, uh, I can't remember which way it was, whether it was, like, you'd be too argumentative or persuasive, which wouldn't make sense. I think it was the other way, where they're, like... uh, Too passive and... Yeah, yeah, like...
0: Women are not sort of yeah. So just or,
2: conveniently, those stereotypes are dropped all of a sudden, and mm.
0: it's so easy to disprove those gender stereotypes. because all you got to do is take it and then you say, okay, do you know anyone of the opposite gender that does those exact things that you're just yeah, saying? Yeah. That only mm. just you know, like it's like uh, men aren't open about their feelings, or women are like re- you know always really emotional. It's like, well, what about that guy? So fucking so. that you exactly. hang out with is crying all the bloody time? Yeah. Yeah. that yeah. Totally. woman that never fucking tells you what they're thinking, and it's just totally. Yeah. I think,
1: and you know those. Dominant constructions around masculinity and femininity and with, which sit within patriarchy are damaging for both men and women. Definitely, but it's a yeah, system yeah. that men on the whole benefit from and yeah. women don't benefit from. Yeah. And that's why it sort of requires changing. But it's still, you know, on a definitely a personal level, like I know, especially in terms of psychology, if I think particularly generations in the past, but still generations now, you know, men are... Boys are kind of told to silence their feelings To internalise everything To be these kind of strong um, Unemotional Individuals and we know one of the One of the most important Aspects of being a human And being happy is being emotionally well Adjusted yeah. and so you're sort of Turning um, you know Women getting into These relationships with men who are completely emotionally closed off, so they can't really have a relationship. He's unhappy, you know. Men probably have quite high rates of, um, they have quite high rates of substance abuse and suicide compared to women. Whereas women have quite high rates of depression because they're probably more likely to talk about that kind of feeling. Whereas men will probably mask it with drinking or, um, you know, aggression, and then can lead to you know higher rates of suicide and things. So, you know, something like that, as simple as being in touch with your feelings and expressive about your feelings can have such negative impacts on men's daily lives and the people around them, you know. And I think and one of the things that's really tragic and I hate is you get patriarchy creates different types of masculinity and the dominant type that has to be in control and aggressive and, um, and in charge and if you have someone like that, say, in a family, so you maybe end up in a situation where there's gender-based violence in the family, family violence going on, that one person's sort of maladjustedness <laughs> impacts so many people. You know, there's mm. the wife, who's just pretty much going to have difficulty for a long time. There's the kids who've been exposed to this ridiculous and unacceptable situation which then they have to kind of try and not repeat or not be traumatized by for the rest of their lives and I think that's what I find really heartbreaking is that it doesn't just affect you as an individual it has this ripple effects of everyone around you and then it goes into like society and money and whatever but I think what I you know what really upsets me is all those people who are connected to this one man that might be you know caught in this kind of masculinist bullshit that's
2: attached to patriarchy have sorry um have you watched any of those videos about like those men's groups it's like like, Uh, middle-aged white men who are like like, we don't have a voice and shit and it's like it's because you're whiny assholes and you're weak like it's not it's not because you're a man that's just so hilarious oh
1: my god and now
2: like you can like all those men that are part of that shit are, like, the exact same person. <laughs> You've known that person before, right? And it's, like, a big group of them, yeah. like, that most annoying guy in the world.
0: We're well, so persecuted against. Yeah. Well, you remember when I was, like, fucking got all depressed, like, years ago, you know, like, seven yeah. years ago, or whatever, and I went to the doctor, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking unhappy, and, you know, because I tried to get counselling through the for wins or whatever, and um, he was like, "Well, oh, I go to a men's group. Do you want to come? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Are you want me to go to a men's? But imagine if I was, like, some, like, you know, if I didn't know what was up, and I was like, some yeah, you, know, you could have gone there because
1: also you're vulnerable. It's almost like that's when cults get you. You've yeah, vulnerable yeah, yeah, and, and felt disenfranchised, unhappy, and then they and you they'll know,
2: tell you, they'll tell you you're feeling like this because, because oh it's a woman so that are society. bringing you <laughs> down.
1: It's society's become too feminine. Been emasculated,
2: and you need yeah. to go to the desert, take your clothes off, and howl. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you need to. It's just ridiculous. Oh, and
0: imagine and imagine because at some point you'd go along with that shit, and at some point you'd have that realization of what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Such, and you'd be out yeah. in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of fucking dads there's,
2: there's some like crazy women like somewhat spearheading those movements now too really? which yes? is really fucking sad really? Yeah, yeah they're like man they're crazy people
1: Yeah, they're often quite traditionalist, quite conservative. You know, they're like, men should be the head of the household. Men have lost their position. And what they will do is they will actually blame high rates of violence, high rates of drinking, whatever it is. They will blame it on the man's loss of sense of self. They're like, you know, let's go back to the... Oh, it's just horrific. It's basically a backlash to feminist
2: movement, really. I mean, it's just like... Which there's there's quite a bit of now. I guess, like, as... Or the way I see it, like, from... I feel like feminism has become more prevalent in society and you hear about it more Mm -hmm. and there's, like, more things changing. Um, I guess there's always going to be a backlash. And there's also a lot of women in that. Like, I saw this woman, um, she's a UFC fighter. Oh, yeah. And she was on one of the reality shows and. Her and a couple of other women who were real horrible to other women in the house, they, like, really bullied them and shit. Real Mm. horrible people, and they couldn't fight for shit either. They both got (laughs) hightings from women that they bullied in the house at the end, which was so good. And anyway, one of them went on Twitter and, like, got nude and, like, did a post about, like, fuck feminism, blah, blah, blah. And there's this this woman who, Ronda Rousey, who's a champion. Mm. Her mother was, like, a judo champion, and she tweeted at her and was like... Do you understand? Without feminism, there's no way you would be fighting in a ring on television <laughs> and shit. And You'd be was... at home
1: cooking and raise, you know, barefoot and pregnant. But yeah, yeah.
2: But her anti-feminism rant was all this mm. insane shit. Like my sons aren't rapists, and mm. it's like who's ta- who's saying your sons are rapists? Yeah. No one is saying that. No.
1: Yeah, it's it's just so difficult. It's kind of like you know that stereotype or that connotation that feminists are all man haters and you know, basically butch lesbians who hate men and want to um, get rid of men and take over society and live with, without men, yeah, that kind of stuff and yeah. that's really an accurate representation of
2: feminism. I can kind of relate, I was talking to Dom earlier and I was saying like, because I was pretty sheltered and ignorant when he introduced me to like about 12 years ago or something, he He's like, yeah, Pani's hard-out feminist and <laughs> I was like, fuck, she's terrifying. <laughs> like, that's actually how I felt, you know? So,
1: like, after meeting me or when he said that?
2: I think I might have met you and then okay. he told me that. And, like, at that time <laughs> in my life, that was, like, you're a like, real... You're like, oh, good. Yeah. I'm I glad like, I
1: had that reaction, like, created she... that reaction. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> a bit of fear is good, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck, does she hate me?
0: But yeah, because I'm a man. It's yeah. always yeah. interesting. I, a- I think, meeting someone that is... Um, when, when you're politically naive, like Yvonne is at some point, mm-hmm. and then you meet someone who is educated. I mean, even if someone's quite right-wing, if they've really schooled up on what they're talking yeah. about, it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Because you know that they're going to be able to come up with this shit and, yeah. and you know, and because mm. I'm dyslexic, I can never remember facts. Yeah. So someone's saying something, and like, I know you're wrong, but I can't <laughs> remember the
2: fucking statistic to disprove yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. It's like That's arguing difficult. with my dad. He's so much fucking smarter than me. And I sometimes I'll know he's wrong. Yeah. And like, but I can't beat him in an argument. It's
1: difficult. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think, oh, yeah, no, totally. I think that makes... For an interesting <laughs> scenario. Um, yeah, but I think what you were saying in terms of, like... I think there is, like, a resurgence or a much more discussion of feminism, even in the last five years. What wave is it? Is it fourth <laughs> or 500? I don't know. I have no idea. I've given up. Um, but it's may- maybe fourth. I'm not sure. My
2: friend, my good friend, who I talk to mostly about feminism at the moment, who's studied a lot, she reckons, fourth.
1: Nice. All right, yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. I think... Yeah, and I, I just think it's definitely a response to, you know, even narrower depictions of women within media, more sexualized depictions, more subtly sexist but more damaging, right. you know. And
0: people, go Well, shit regressed so much. Because mm. you remember when I was at school, like when I was like 16 or 17 or whatever, it was like that riot girl thing was real big. Yeah.
1: And,
0: you know, it was like people talk about feminism and yep. then suddenly it was like, you know, Mute. five Mute. years later it's just like...
1: Yeah, and you know, also like dress, you know, like... The fashion at that time, you know, girls wore a lot of grunge. There was a lot of, you know, variability, but also not heaps of um, emphasis on showing lots of skin. Mind you, there was a midriff generation. But, (laughs) but, you know, there was, like, grunge and things. You know, we wore pants and it was baggy and things like that. Whereas, like, for the last sort of, um, I don't know, seven years or eight years, not only has there been an increased emphasis on physical appearance, like, you know, things that... When we were at school, we did not know what a straightener was, you know. People yeah. didn't really wear makeup. Whereas, And when I went to university, we didn't either. But then I started seeing it in my students. Like, they're coming to school, to uni, like they're on a fa- in a fashion show. High heels, fully made up, like, shovels of makeup on. You know, huge amounts, more than you'd ever, you know. Uh, my sister, who's 14, has, like, huge um, uh, drawers full of makeup. She uses primers. She's got this... Absolutely flawless skin. She's like using primers, concealer, this, and doing contouring. And like, it's just, it's a fad, you know, it's all like part of the doing femininity right. And I think when girls are focusing on representational stuff, they are not as worried with politics. They're not worried, as worried with school. They're not worried, as worried about sexism. They're not as worried about, you know, stuff that actually matters.
2: That's just potentially damaging as a distraction rather than. Anything deeper than... Oh, I think
1: distraction, but also in terms of how it um, impacts your sense of self. You know, there's a really awesome paper by um, this person, I think it's Susan Bartke from the 1990s, and she talks about how, like, the requirement for women to be the beautified of the two genders, you know, she needs to, you know... Have certain kind of hairstyle um, Hairless body Makeup, Mm. whatever it is, all these feminine practices That men are increasingly Invited to do now, but definitely Don't have to do to the same level And they can opt
2: in or out
1: uh, Exactly, and this is, and opting in And out for women means something completely different You know, Um, and that's actually Linked to like an egalitarian System of, you know, sexual Subordination, and like women become self-policing and self-regulating and concerned with their looks rather than all the other stuff, you know, like checking their pantyhose when they used to wear pantyhose, checking their lipstick, not leaving the house if they're not wearing makeup. It limits your mobility. Uh, Even wearing skirts limits your mobility. Wearing high heels limits your mobility. So, So much of the shit that's like
2: from media that's fucking like women are bombarded with Must be crazy. Because, like, I know, like, really, really intelligent, smart woman who will read, like, the fucking Woman's Weekly magazines and shit like that. Trash, like... Yeah. And... I'm like, why do you read that? And look,
1: I'm sorry, but that stuff is just toxic, and it's yes. just, I
2: think you it's know. Just
0: like junk food for your mind, you know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, it's going to affect you, you no know, matter how smart you are. Yeah,
1: and I think, you know, you can say people argue that women have, or people have agency with regards to what they read, and obviously they do, but I think, you know, any woman if you pick up one of those magazines or a fashion magazine, you know you feel like shit after you've read it. Yeah. Either you feel inadequate and not pretty enough or good-looking enough or you read those, you know, um, celebrity stuff and you don't feel stylish enough or or rich enough or whatever the hell it is. It's just, you know, and also, like, just the rhetoric within those magazines. It's got better, but it's, you know, it's horrible stuff. It's like this person's got cellulite, they're too fat, they're too skinny you know, Brad's trying to cheat on Angelina again, maybe she's trying to keep her man. It's just horrible, yes. dumb stuff, you know? It's like the it's oh, it's just really
2: yeah. It makes you
1: Poison for the brain
2: Yeah I wonder how many people Like just kind of Land on those jobs Or if they <laughs> had Aspirations Like I want to wanna, do something yeah, else Yeah I want to be a fuck. I, there are people that Are like I want to be A gossip columnist Yeah, yeah. Some
0: yeah. Like people are probably Good at it though Some people know. if yeah. You like you, talking you, shit Totally and, Exactly you know, But you, and you know, know And some of the stuff On e-channel And or,
1: you know oh, all That that's that's stuff's really worst, Horrible man, Celebrity But also I have to say You know Some of the fashion magazines Are trying to change Things But bit I thought you
0: said Just being part of mainstream culture, like there's no way you're going to be allowed. Like we we're talking about before, there's no way you're allowed to be transgressive. It's always going to be brought back, reeled back in. I mean, if you go too far out, then you're like, oh well, you're out. Do, do you see yeah.
2: that? You, sorry, I'll keep on. Do you right. see that the sports Illustrated Australian woman recently? It was like a big deal. Like, oh, they like they put a size a twelve. Look. They like oh, I put a uh, size twelve woman on sports. Australian. She just looked normal. Mm. Like she just looked like a normal shape woman. Yeah. Like whatever that means. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and it yeah. was, like, a huge deal, like, oh, my God, they're so fucking progressive.
1: I know. And, you know, and I think coming back to your point, though, like, I think, you know, saying that there there are only limits to what you can do with popular culture, like, I still think I'd like to keep that open and not be so pessimistic. I think let's stay utopic and let's think that we could have a socially inclusive you know, egalitarian society and it wouldn't be impossible. I think we might have to get rid of, like, consumer capitalism, but it it, it could be possible. (laughs) Just possibly. You know, I think, yeah, there are, yeah, but I think, yeah, there's definitely issues at the moment and I know lots of women's magazines are trying to, you know, they'll have a combo of stuff but there's just the, Absolute fixation around physical beauty is so toxic for girls and women. Even when they do those like empowering. Ads or Dove does stuff. It's still about beauty. It's saying beauty at every size. I'm like, can we just get away from the notion of beauty for yeah. women? Can it be she's really fucking smart? Yeah. She looks really about, dude impressive. Some
2: was soap? To clean <laughs> yeah, at. the soap's really good. Are we? Are we time up? No, let's do your segment, Dom. What's my segment? Remember the Hoey family chat group? I,
0: don't, I suppose they won't mind. It's
2: we'll incredible. do it, and if they mind, we'll cut it out. No, Dom, so How we're trying fun. to introduce some segments. Have you met any of Dom's family? I should preface this by saying Dom's family is pretty nuts. Um, they're not nuts. No, no more nuts than my family. Oh, that just really, um, I don't I, know. I
0: don't, I, don't, I don't know if they appreciate me called nuts. Oh, you know what I mean. I say that. I do that call, in a, I do in a call a Vicky way. the
2: mad mother. What's this? What's this called? Uh, the holy chat group. Yeah, so we have
0: a chat segment. group between my mother and my sisters, um, like on
1: Facebook or something, or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how funny this is going to be to people that don't know my family. <laughs> But uh, so this is Maya is my sister and Victoria is my mother. Um, so if it's no good, we can cut it out, right? It's going to be good. Oh, okay, it's going to be good. <laughs> I'm back All right, this. Maya. Chickens are native to Thailand. Who knew? Victoria. i I just say mother and say Victoria. Mother. Yes, and for us too, we're not they clever with the shapes. <laughs> Maya. And closest living relative of the Tyrannosaurus rex. Mother. Yes, the wonderful chickens. <laughs> Maya, I think you should get more. Mother. I could do, but I seem to have a very good, not a very good record of chicken keeping. So my mother's had seven chickens, and there's only one left now. She got another one to replace, to sort of build up her supply again, and then it ran away. Damn. Maya, uh, I'm going to get some next year, chicken concentration camp. Mother, no.
2: See, is this any good? I don't know no, if it any it's any good. No, oh, it gets better. Okay, I just don't know. <laughs> I think you need to know the people involved. <laughs> Oh man, just when they start talking about the chicken concentration camp... Alright, alright, I'll read
0: it out because we can always cut it out. Alright, where's it gone? Don't be so hard on your family. No, I just don't know if this is the right way to tell it though. Okay. Alright, here we go. Anyway, um... Mother, uh, Maya... That's not how the chickens are telling it. Mother. They need to be more contained. Maya, classic concentration camp rhetoric Work will set you free Mother, did you hear that TVs can listen to you? Maya, yes, the internet's gathering data All the data you could ever want Mother, yes, that's so 1984 Should give up the internet Maya, I hope no one's listening to this chicken conversation Mother, they'll have your number Maya, you're the one of the chicken concentration (laughs) Mother, no chicken freedom They just can't handle it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maya, more like a chicken utopia gone wrong. The Charles Mantons of chickens. Mother, shut up. Maya, mother. <laughs> the chickens call her Chitler.
2: <laughs> I told you and then Claire, oh,
0: shit. Then Claire, <laughs> Claire came in and said, Hello everyone. Oh, this <laughs> my other sister. Good way to,
2: good way that's to too
0: put funny. Put it
2: into that, Claire. See that was that's a good segment.
0: <laughs> Your party laughed. That's too funny. Um
2: couple things we gotta we gotta we we're looking for sponsors, eh? So
0: so we're just begging people to give us yeah. stuff.
2: Unfortunately for Pani, we don't have any sponsors yet. But <laughs> when the next guest comes in, we should have like a fucking fruit platter. <laughs> some like delicious beverages. Coffee. Gifts. Shoes. I like a gift basket. My shoes are
0: making my feet bleed, so I can't wear them. And I'm wearing bare feet and my girlfriend's yeah. calling me homeless.
2: At this point, we'll pretty much take anything. But we would prefer ethical businesses and local. Local and ethical yeah. If not, lots of money will do the trick as long as you're not real terrible. As
0: long as you're
2: not Nike or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. oh, I bet you'd take some Nike. Look at your feet. Shut up. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you, oh, buddy. no worries. Thank you Our for inviting first guest. me. Yeah. That was
0: good. Brilliant. Thanks. Thank Enjoy. you, Dan.
2: Fuck your cat.
0: Yeah, Dan's cat Same sucks. It's
2: terrible. Oh, yeah. it's over there. <laughs> <laughs>